22 degrees, snowy, 809. You're okay. Talk all you want. Well, I, my preference would be colorful metaphors about the temperature out there, but I'm, I can't do that. I'm very proud of you, Pam. That's Pam Pyre. <laughs> She's the executive director of the Wounded Heroes Program of Maine, which is a division of the Warrior Legacy Foundation. For more information, go to warriorlegacyfoundation.org or go to their Facebook page, Wounded Heroes of Maine, Woo-hoo. on Facebook. Pam and Kelly LeClaire is in with her as well. Ladies, how are you this morning? Good morning. Great. Fabulous and cold. I live in the wrong state. I, I say that all the time. It was actually okay. colder here than it was on Mars yesterday. Oh, wow. Awesome. That's disgusting. Yeah. I'm sorry, but that, that just, you just pooped in my cornflakes. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I just, I felt like you should know. It was, I <laughs> saw that graphic and it was true and it kind of made me sad. Frightening. It, yeah. It, it, it was is. scary. Well, it the was... whole day just changed. Thanks for that. No, no problem. <laughs> and that's what I'm here to do. <laughs> Now we heard about you guys. We had um, we had Steve Maroy from uh, Ride and Steel Riding for a Cause. Mm-hmm. We also had Phil Coppinen on uh, from Grand New Flag. Flagpole Phil. Yes, and he uh, and, and he came in and, and and told us. In fact, we here's our flag. Uh, uh, yes, I see that. Yes. Very well done. Nice judging there, Phil. Love you, buddy. <laughs> and uh, what? Well, let's talk a little bit about this. What is the Wounded Heroes Program of Maine? How was it started? When was it formed? Why was it formed? All right. Well, that's a loaded question. Um, we are now six years old. We're starting our sixth year, so that's pretty exciting. So that was 2009. Um, the Wounded Heroes Program is an all-volunteer group, which sure. is key. Um, we are not funded by the government. We are not funded. We beg, grovel, and shamelessly ask for all the funding we get, whether it's donations, um, grants, um, fundraising events, and all that stuff. Um, what we are basically is the safety net for our wounded when they come home injured and they can no longer serve. Um, if they are deemed unable to continue performing at the level they need to, they are released from the military. Um, they are sent home, which is, first of all, where they don't want to be. They want to be with their boys. They want to be back in battle. They want to be doing the things they were called to do. And we feel it's a calling. We don't Correct. think it's just a job. It's, it's truly a calling for these warriors. Um, so they come home. Um, reluctantly and very much not where they want to be, unable to do the things they are supposed to be doing to get, you know, transition back into the civilian world. And they're unable to do that because they're crippled by their injuries. And and most of them coming home, and I'd say 99.9% of our cases, have PTSD, um, brain injury, traumatic brain injury, or both. Um, Those are debilitating because you cannot see these wounds, and I guarantee you they cut far deeper than any physical injuries. And with all due respect to our amputees and our burn victims, who might very well also have PTSD and brain injury, um, these guys are incapacitated by these things and cannot get back on track, get back on their feet. So they need help getting their rent paid, their heating oil paid, vehicles paid, uh, utilities, cell phones. Cell phones are their lifeline. And some people have said, you know, don't you think that's a bit frivolous? Not in this day and age, that's their lifeline. They move a lot, they don't have landlines. It's their connection to the internet, peer support, resources, you name it. So we feel that's an important thing. And um, so their benefits are going to be probably a year more away. And what are they supposed to do? In the meantime, they can't work. They can't pay their bills. Life keeps happening. Life's expensive. And they have no means by which to support themselves and their families. So we're that safety net. We come in and we pay those things for them. Um, And it got started 
Oh, sorry, my phone's gone. My phone is. A hey, it didn't ring. It just vibrated. I know. It, well, I sleep with my phone too, which I do not advise, but uh, it's sometimes out of necessity. But point being, um, my phone just went off, and it's um, it can wait. <laughs> um, so that's what we do. We tirelessly are out there holding events, raising money, and trying to get through the white knuckle ride that winter is with heating oil. And, and by God's grace, thank you. Prices are down this year, so we may eke out through the winter without um, running into problems. <clears throat> Pam Pyre is the executive director of the Wounded Heroes Program of Maine, which is a division of the Warrior Legacy Foundation. For more information, go to Facebook and search Wounded Heroes of Maine or go to warriorlegacyfoundation.org. Joined by Pam and uh, Pam Pyre and Kelly LeClaire. We'll have more with them coming up. It is 22 degrees and snowing, 814 Z1055. The new Z1055. New music. New music. Z. The new Z1055. And we're joined by Kelly LeClaire and Pam Pyre. Pam is the executive director of the Wounded Heroes of uh, Wounded Heroes Program of Maine, a division of the Warrior Legacy Foundation. For more information, go to their Facebook page, Wounded Heroes of Maine, or you can go to their website, WarriorLegacyFoundation.com. What? That's dot org. Dot org. Pardon me. Thank you. That's okay. You know what? The Facebook.com was up above it, so I was trying to read two things at once. That's okay. WarriorLegacyFoundation.org. Yep. Thank ah, you. You're welcome. 4681026. I got yes. the phone number right. That was cool. You did. Good times. Yay. What is the difference between Wounded Heroes and other groups that help veterans? Um, there are a few primary differences. Um, key being that we're all volunteer. There isn't one person, myself included, and this is... I would say 24-7 for me. I need a vacation, by the way. But anyway, um, we are all volunteer. Nobody pulls down a paycheck in what we do. And we do know for a fact that there is big money to be made in nonprofits. Um, there are I individuals pulling down six figures from some of the better-known non uh, nonprofit groups. So I don't think anybody in the line should be making any profit in that. But that's our own belief. Um, so primarily, we have been established and we run and operate and serve only Maine wounded. Um, some groups tend to go nationally and tend to have a corporate feel to them um, and maybe sit on big piles of money, but we don't do that. So um, we're more of a direct assistance program, um, an organization that we also put on events, put on programs, plug them into programs, but our goal is when they come to us in crisis, um, kayaking's great and mountain climbing's great, but if they don't have a roof over their head, those aren't really part of the picture right now. I would I would agree with that wholeheartedly. How did uh, How did Wounded Heroes get started? We we started talking about that. And <laughs> we actually ran out of time in the first segment. That's never happened before. Uh, well, so. it does if you stick around with me because Steve Morris will tell you that <laughs> there's always a battery going on dead energy when I'm around, or they run out of tape. So. Um, Wounded Heroes got started because I was a distraught mom in Maine with a very wounded son in Texas that had been flown stateside after being um, blown up for the 11th time in his tank over in Iraq during his second tour. Um, he'd had a very traumatic experience. Combat and war is, I mean, I know that, but um, he survived 11 IED blasts and lost hundreds of his best friends in the world, two of his very best friends and roommates in the world. Um, and he, 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 very broken individual. Um, just because you're not visibly bleeding does not mean you're not destroyed. So 
Um, we encountered some pretty intense challenges in getting him the help he needed. And I was a mom in Maine and a very wounded son in Texas and try coordinating that. So um, the information I learned and acquired during that process to straighten some issues out um, pretty much gave us a good foundation of information as a starting point um, to kind of take the thought in that, you know, is there really, we're the only ones really going through such things. There's got to be more people dealing with stuff like this. And we found out that to be quite true. And not all of them has mama bear in their corner or a voice to stand for them because they've pretty much lost their voice at this point. Um, so we knew very well that we were onto something and we were right. There, there are many, many, many of these guys coming home that have lost their way and need somebody to be there. And that's us. Pam Pyre is the Executive Director of the Wounded Heroes Program of Maine, a division of the Warrior Legacy Foundation. Go to warriorlegacyfoundation.org for more information or visit their Facebook page, Wounded Heroes of Maine. You can also call 468-1026. We'll talk more with Pam and Kelly. Kellen, coming up here on The Breakfast Club, it is 824, 22 degrees on a snowy Friday morning. This is Z1055. If you've missed this interview or you can't, if you missed part of this interview, or you want to hear the rest of it and you got to go do something, go to Z1055.com after the show and we'll have it archived right there. We'll be right back on The Breakfast Club. 22 degrees, 838, snowing outside. Kelly LeClaire and Pam Pyre are in from the Wounded Heroes Program of Maine. Go to WarriorLegacyFoundation.org for more information or visit their Facebook page, Wounded Heroes of Maine. Who does, who does Wounded Heroes work with? to help veterans. It sounds like you guys do a lot of different things. I've had to help a lot of different people navigate through a very convoluted, oh, difficult system. That was so diplomatic of you. I have way more colorful metaphors lined up for that. I figured if I Because I get disgusted. Yeah. I get ugly. I get downright cranky. Because the stories I could tell you, for instance, we have some cases right now where the VA overpaid them. And, and let me clarify it. Um, uh, at something I had said, I th tended to emphasize more with the PTSD and the TBI um, cases. We, those are predominantly who we have, but anybody with a service-connected injury or a file claimed that is heading in that direction and a verified claim um, with the VA is wounded. Um, psychological injuries are no less damaging than physical injuries, so I want to clarify that we encompass all of that. Um, but we work with Many anybody, group. anybody well, that will we, help us. Well, we have, well, civic groups. I mean, we've worked with all your, um, you know, your American legions, your DAVs. We work with uh, riding groups, the Patriot Riders. Um, we work with Ride and Steel. We work with businesses. We work with, I mean, whatever it takes to get them what they need. We don't care who has their name on it. We're going to get it for them. And if we can't provide it, then we're going to find somebody who can, whether it's firewood. We delivered firewood last week to a veteran um, who needed it. But we have cases right now that in their monthly, bi-monthly disability payments, the VA had overpaid them unknown to anybody. They've got enough stuff going on. They're probably not paying attention to the details of what's being paid. Oh, they are when they want their money back. Okay. Right. All right. So oh, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the people that are getting paid. No, absolutely, you know, yes. They're not, they're not going over it with a fine tooth. No, you're absolutely right. So when the, when the electronic transfer comes in, they don't go and count the pennies. You're absolutely right. But what's happened more times than I'd rather tell you about is the VA has overpaid them and when they realize their mistake instead of taking it back in the increments take it all out at once they just don't get a check 
How do you do that to somebody? How do you leave somebody with no money for months on end because you screwed up? I have a problem with that. Oh, I'm getting all myself all worked it's, up. It's, I'm sorry. It's true, though. I, w- I was in the military. I was lucky enough to serve during a very, very calm time. But it happens. You, you see it with people that are that were on active duty. If they made a mistake and something was going on, they take everything out. There was literally a month and a half once where I got paid. It took me months, you know, just an 18, 19-year-old kid, yeah. to get caught up on that stuff. Right. And if you get caught up. So if, if you oh, yeah. have a family, if you have two or three children, I mean, you should see what we are able to deliver for Thanksgiving for these families and put Christmas magic under the tree because of the generosity of so many. Thank goodness. Because where would they be? If they get caught up, Matt, that's the whole thing mm-hmm. is um, you have three children who are growing, who need clothes, you need food in the cupboards, and everybody gets charitable during the holidays, which is wonderful, don't get me wrong, but the cupboards are empty when the leftovers are gone. What <coughs> happens then? Um, you know, I mean, it's just, if, if you have a $2,000 a month mortgage and a $300 car payment and your heating oil tank is empty, do you ever get caught up? And, they're, you know, you're programmed to fix things yourself. You're not programmed to ask for a handout and it's not a handout it's a hand up it's it's we walk beside them we don't lead them we don't shove them to a better place we walk beside them to get them there we advocate we help them navigate the system which is so ineffective i can't even that's a whole other show but that's probably an hour-long show without music without music and nobody wants to hear me go on for an hour but the system is so hard for a person of moderate intelligence and and for them to try to navigate that with their issues the brain injuries and the ptsd and all the other medical issues that they have going on that's what we do we advocate for them we get there we help them get their benefits filed we help somebody dig up stuff that is holding things back we stir up a hornet's nest thankfully there are wonderful people within the va system trying to make a difference that we work with they they send them our way when what they need what Oh, oh, yes, yes, thank you so much. I need to highlight them. They're wonderful people. Um, it's specifically, Jasmine, if you're listening, um, th- we work directly with people within the VA, case managers, um, patient advocates, because they know enough to know that they are handcuffed to a flawed system, and that's the tragedy. But they're trying to do their best. So when what they need falls outside the parameters of what the VA will do, we're the first call they make. You know, and we work with the vet centers. In, in fact, in Lewiston, you have one of the best vet centers in the state. They're all wonderful, but we have a very, very good working relationship with Jasmine and Lenny and, you know, some of the other people in there. They are a great source for PTSD support and, and peer support and advocacy and, and benefits filing and so many other things. So there are great people in the community that we do work with um, because we couldn't do this ourselves. We're not legal people. We're not you know, counselors, uh, we'd be arrogant to think that we had any effect on that whatsoever. So our job is to assess what they need, do our part of it, and the, the rest we need to contact quality people, and we know only the best people on the planet. I think that's a good that way correct. of assessing how we do things. So come hell or high... That's okay. You can say hell. It's no big deal. <laughs> Nobody's going to throw us off the air. All right, because that's the least of what's going to fly out of my mouth if okay, I get well, any more worked up. It was, very, it was very good that you caught yourself, though. It was very impressive. I did. Yeah. Not, usually I don't have that. And anybody out there listening who knows me is probably pretty impressed with that little catch right now because that's not always the case. That's but, funny. But the point being is we do. We know it's going to take the communities around them to come together and, and meet their needs and bring them home and ensure success for their, the rest of their journey through life. And it's not going to happen with the systems because the systems are overwhelmed, 
underfunded, understaffed, antiquated, um, and ineffective. You know, I, I told Bonnie that we are a straight line from the problem to the solution. Um, the scenic route isn't going to get them there if they even get you there at all. So, you know, that's that's pretty key is get them what they need. doesn't matter who does it. Just work together and make it happen. Pam Pyre is the executive director of the Wounded Heroes Program of Maine. It's a division of the Warrior Legacy Foundation. For more information, go to warriorlegacyfoundation.org or visit them on Facebook, Wounded Heroes of Maine. We'll have one more segment with them coming up. It is 845, 22 degrees and snowing, Z1055. The Breakfast Club. 22 degrees out there and snowing. Be careful. What's that? Do you have to keep reminding us? Oh, yeah, we're live. We have to tell people we're live. You know, that's how you do it with the time and the temperature. And I just want to remind people it's snowing out in case they haven't ventured the house yet. Poo-poo. I know. You you get very excited about the snow. It's Not in a good way. No, not at all. Pam Pyre's in, and that's who I'm speaking with right now, the executive director of the Wounded (laughs) Heroes Program of Maine. She brought Kelly LeClaire in with her as well. And uh, for more information, go to warriorlegacyfoundation.org or visit them on Facebook, Wounded Heroes of Maine. Please. How do people help you and help your and help uh, Wounded Heroes Program of Maine and, and more importantly, uh, help these veterans? What they can do to help is they can contact us. We're always, always, always in need of obviously money. We can't, the bottom line is we can't do what we do without money. 95% of everything we take in goes right back to our veterans. We The, the reality is we have to travel all over the state. That requires gas. Require, you know, I mean, so the minimal amount of expenses is necessary, and we keep that low. Um, so what people can do is we need money to do what we do. We always always need grocery cards, gas cards, um, Walmart cards, those kinds of things for tangibles. We are as fiscally responsible as we can possibly be with every dollar that comes in because given the situation they're in, they are prone to making maybe some not-so-good choices. And if you just hand them cash, anything can happen and we don't want to set them up for failure so we negotiate with landlords we pay landlords the rent we order the heating oil and pay that we pay the utility companies directly so we've established a practice of making sure that every dollar we get is precious and it goes where it should go and that being said again we go back to the highest percentage possible for return on the incoming dollars it goes right back to our veterans so we always say whether it's us or anybody else we're no different do your homework send you know money to what calls you um this is what calls us we have a team with no agenda whatsoever other than to serve our veterans who need us at this time it's a very vulnerable time in their life they need us so we need money we need gift cards we need items sometimes we've collected furniture we've even had a car donated recently which will help a veteran get on their feet and get back to real life maybe go back to school whatever um, it was a used vehicle, which is, and it, and it runs great. It's an awesome little vehicle. Thank you, Lisa Simmons, Patriot Riders Chapter 1, Sappy. Um, so whether it's us or anybody else or any other cause, just do your homework. Know where your money's going. Know how much of your money is going to the actual cause you think it is. Um, if you're sending money to a group that has people running at the helm that are pulling down six-figure incomes, if you're okay with that, great. But if you're not, wouldn't it be nice to know that? You know, be aware. Be aware of what you're doing and, and how you're doing it. Well, and you make a great point, too. Sometimes you just hand somebody cash, you never know what's going to happen. No, you can't If I just that. give my kids cash on a regular basis, I can't, You're a fool. I can't imagine <laughs> what they'd be doing with it, you know? So. No, you're a fool, but it, I mean... Yeah, yeah. 
so you know that that's our whole thing so um and if uh, you know our mailing information is on our brochures of which you have which i'd like to make a point about that but any donations we have paypal on our website which is is wonderful uh thank you to kim fickett for baird um, investment firm for taking care of our website so effectively for us but um, it's easy. Send us a check. Send us anything at um, P.O. Box 1797, Saco, Maine, 04072. Um, you have a brochure in front of you. I just wanted to make note of that. That has all the information you need for us. We're also going to have our new brochures with a QR code on front, so you iPhone users can snap that. But the picture you see, uh, the digital camo picture you see, is actually I took that picture of my son's uniform. Um, I really wanted a personal touch to it to remind me every day why. I mean, I live this. I live the PTSD. I live the TBI. Um, I live the struggle. So it's important for me to have that in the forefront at all times because not that it isn't enough already, but the uniform in that picture um, has stains that I chose to leave out of the picture of um, matter um, that was stained into his uniform from um, rescuing some soldiers from an ambush at a striker vehicle. So in trying to help some of them, there was blood and brain matter that was stained in his uniform um that's that's a pretty big why because that soldier's family will never get their young man back and i have mine and maybe the struggle is the trade-off for helping more than just one i don't know um but i have no regrets i want people to know that i have no regrets if my son could leave tomorrow and serve again i would be the one at the airport cheering him on because that's really what he should be doing but Life had other ideas, and um, who knows? But either way, um, it's all good. Pam Pyre is the executive director of the Wounded Heroes Program of Maine, which is a division of the Warrior Legacy Foundation. For more information, go to warriorlegacyfoundation.org, or you can visit them on Facebook, Wounded Heroes of Maine. You can also call 468-1026. Pam, Kelly, thank you very much for making the trip up here today. Thank I know you. it was not the best day to be out driving are you kidding yeah this I, is nothing it's nothing i mean it's still warmer than it was yesterday by about 25 <sighs> degrees that's a fright well the other night i had to go to well i went to augusta um and coming back across back bay i could see a little thin layer of fog on the back bay water and being a mainer we know that only means one thing that the water is warmer than the air and it was like minus eight or something stupid like that so well that meant the water was probably 10 <laughs> nice <laughs> drive safe back okay <laughs> we will thank you We'll have this interview up at Z1055.com right after the show. It's 8.57. You're listening to The Z. The Breakfast Club. I'm sure you've heard plenty about Great Falls Marketing. 